Welcome to Season 3 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 122 is entitled, Six Laws All Christians Should Know, Part 2, The Law of Justice. As stated in Parts A and B, there are six laws that all Christians should know to understand the workings of the Almighty. 1. The Law of Creation. 2. The Law of Justice. 3. The Law of Mercy. 4. The Law of Opposition. 5. The Law of Agency. 6. The Law of Eternal Progression. This is the third podcast in the trilogy, The Law of Justice. If you have not listened to Podcast 120 Part A and 121 Part B, we recommend that you listen to those first before listening to Part C. The purpose of law is first to create order out of chaos, and finally to maintain that order. We see the pattern in natural law. Christians recognize the pattern in spiritual law, one a pattern of the other. There is no greater teaching tool than analogy. Law is the tool God uses in creation. Man's greatest achievement is to understand and obey the laws of God. On earth, we are given limited powers of creation as our knowledge of temporal laws expand. In heaven, we will be given unlimited powers of creation if we follow God's plan. Unlimited power cannot be given to evil people. Justice won't allow it. The reason evil people are damned is to prevent them from destroying the joys of eternity. Satan is neither omniscient nor omnipotent. He is nothing more than a puppet in God's hands discarded when he is of no further use, chained like the animal he is. Justice will never allow injustice to enter the kingdom of God. That is why the atonement of Christ is necessary. All who enter into God's kingdom must first be sanctified by the blood of Christ. Nothing unsanctified can dwell in God's presence. The law of justice could never allow it because God would cease to be God. The entire purpose of justice is self-preservation. Justice cannot compromise, not even for mercy, else everything would return to chaos. If we understand the law of justice, we would fall on our knees every day and thank God for being a just God. We love mercy, for only mercy gives us hope. But mercy would be nothing without justice. Mercy bows to justice. Justice bows to nothing. The only way that Christ could atone for our sins was to first satisfy the law of justice. That is the only reason he gave his life for us. In fact, it is because of the law of justice that Christ had to atone for our sins. He had to satisfy the law of justice. There was no plan B. If Christ had not atoned for our sins, justice would send us straight to hell. We would not pass gold. We would not collect $200, and there would be no get-out-of-jail-free card. All laws of God lead to one thing, perfection. Perfection can be achieved in no other way. Science knows that intuitively, but deny it by stubborn policy. They deny the existence of God. Therefore, they deny the existence of intelligent design. Therefore, they deny purpose. This is the great argument with science, isn't it? If you pin science down, that is to say, if you look beyond the abracadabra of scientific reasoning, science believes that nothing self-exists and that everything self-exists, because they believe in the appearance of intelligent design, but they don't believe in intelligent design. 
it is an irresolvable paradox. They believe in the existence of law, but they also believe that chance is our creator. They believe that everything was created from the Big Bang, but they don't believe there were laws designed that caused the Big Bang. They believe in an accidental universe that in some mysterious way generated laws that allowed the universe to govern itself. The impossibility of such an event seems to elude science. They accept probability as the governing law of the universe ruled by chance, accident, coincidence, and serendipity of circumstances. Modern scientific theory is built on oxymorons. The contradicting opinions self-annihilate. They can't both be true. How can you have an accidental law or an accidental set of laws which came first, the thing created or the law that created it? Laws cannot self-exist. Inherent in the scientific theory of creation, laws must self-exist. Granted that the theory of an accidental universe appears to deny the self-existence of anything, but science quickly contradicts itself when talking about the accidental universe. First of all, without law, there would be no science. What is science but the discovery of the absolute laws of nature or of the universe? Without law, there is no reason for science. We may as well go back to the Middle Ages with witchcraft, sorcery, alchemists, astrologists, soothsayers, witch doctors, and so on. The fact is that science is faced with existence. Therefore, they must find the reason for its existence. Science is faced with law. Therefore, science must find the reason for the existence of law. They believe in probability, the Big Bang, evolution, chance, accident, coincidence, and more recently, the anthropic principle, which is a more formal way of saying that things exist because they exist. Such circularity is like a dog biting its own tail. The law of justice is that holy grail that unites temporal law and spiritual law. When I speak of the law of justice, I refer to the absolute controlling law of the universe, that law that governs all other laws, the law that rules the kingdom of God, the unifying law of everything. It governs the law of creation, the law of mercy, the law of opposition, the law of agency, the law of eternal progression. I have asked Leonard to read the summary of podcast A and B. The law of justice is not many laws. It is one law, the ultimate governing law of all laws, the law that brought order out of chaos, the supreme law, the law of perfection. It is the power of God. All laws, as we understand law, are organized into complete sets, giving each sphere its independence, but all sets of laws are governed by undeviating justice. The law of justice is the unifying theory of everything. The law of justice is why all laws are true. Synonyms used in the scriptures describing God are judgment, knowledge, wisdom, justice, mercy, law, light, and truth. Justice is the almighty power of God, summarized in the three superlative terms, omniscient, all-knowing, omnipotent, all-powerful, and omnipresent, everywhere present. Justice cannot be created. Justice self-exists. It is unconditional. The laws of our world, which are conditional, both temporal and spiritual, are a creation of God governed by justice to give us free will. Law precedes all creation. 
Through temporal laws, God created our mortal world. That is why we call it intelligent design. Through spiritual laws, God created immortal worlds. Through spiritual laws, God, to whom everything is spiritual, through the eternal atonement of Jesus Christ, made it possible for fallen man to return to his presence, to go from the mortal state back to the immortal state. Without mortal laws, there would be no mortality and temporal life. Without spiritual laws, there would be no immortality and eternal life. The law of justice is not a creation, something external to God. When I refer to justice, I refer to the power of God. Without God, there would not be justice. Without justice, there would not be creation. Temporal laws are referred to as the laws of nature, the laws of mortality, or the laws of science. Spiritual laws are referred to as the laws of God, the laws of immortality, the laws of Christ, the commandments of God, or the law of mercy, often referred to as grace. To be outside of the law of justice is to be outside of safety. From a moral standpoint, no one may escape the penalty of justice except through the atonement of Christ. Christ is the embodiment of all laws. They reflect who he is. God is just, therefore his laws are just. Understand law, and you will understand God. Understand the overall purpose of law, and you will understand the overall purpose of God. Without absolute law governing everything, there would be no God, no life on earth, no order, no free will, no agency, no cosmos, no Goldilocks zone, no good or evil, and no purpose or meaning. The Goldilocks zone, based on the fairy tale The Goldilocks and the Three Bears, is a phrase used by scientists to describe our world that is so perfectly suited for life. As Goldilocks said to her chair, her porridge, and her bed, it is just right. Scientists say our world is just right because of serendipity of circumstances. Christians say it is just right because of intelligent design governed to the smallest particle by the absolute undeviating law of justice. In mortality, unconditional law is essential to life. Conditional law is essential to liberty. And obedience to law is essential to freedom. There is freedom and safety in our world only in obedience to law. One is either inside, at one with, the boundaries of justice, or outside, at odds with, the boundaries of justice. In our fallen world, we are outside the safety of the law of justice, hanging over the precipice by the threat of faith. Without the safety nets established by Christ, we could not be saved. The key to understanding law is simply that God is the model for all laws and all creation. God is perfect. God is orderly. God is omniscient. And God is omnipotent. God, a resurrected being, lives in a world of immortality, a sanctified world filled with undimmable light, infinite energy, and eternal truth, and ruled by laws unassailed by entropy that we cannot comprehend. The kingdom of God comprehends all dimensions and governs all laws and is at one with the law of justice. There is a beautiful scripture in the Psalms of David that perfectly describes law. 
Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Psalms 1, 1-3 If we substituted the referent man with nation, the promises would be the same. Blessed is the nation that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But the delight of his people is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth they meditate day and night. If our nation turned back to God, we would be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. Our leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever we doeth shall prosper. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast. In Defense of Christianity is available at RonaldMesser.com.